behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix it radio. And it is that time. Fix it radio, KLZ 560. If you're listening to a replay show, we are a live show today on Saturday, August the 12th, and it's a nice day outside. A little little uh, cooler, which a lot of folks probably would welcome. Larry Unger with me today. Of course, Charlie Grimes answering our phones. How's Larry? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing great. Joe's calling in today. We're going to start talking to today, start the show off with Generators. Joe, welcome. How are you? I'm good, John. Yourself? Very, very good. How is the weather in Jersey today? Humid as always, John. Uh, humidity. <laughs> Do you ever get used to that, by the way? No, John, you don't. You know, you go, you know, in Colorado, 80 and sunny breeze blowing it's great here 85 you're dripping wet i mean it's just wow. absolutely miserable yeah it's gonna be you know what is it right now we're 74 gonna be i don't know in the in the low 80s so to your point we'd have if you had that same temperature there it would seem very very hot where today it'll seem like a very nice day yeah i'll go outside and i'll do something not too strenuous and i'll come in 30 minutes later just sweat running down my wow. face and my shirt wet so it's just it's just miserable of course you know i'm only 30 miles from the Atlantic Ocean, and there's lakes. John, every time, you can't, you can't spit without hitting the lake. <laughs> yeah, not here, as you know. We're, not, we're yeah. not that way here. Yeah, lakes and rivers, there's just so much water. Anyway, and it, and it, rains, we're, and it rains every couple of days here. Can you so. pipe some of that back this way, by the way? <laughs> I wish we could. I really <laughs> wish we could. <laughs> All right, let's talk about generators. And, and we've, what really got this started was, Joe, as you know, on, on Rush to Reason, I talked here, oh, I don't know, it's been a few weeks ago now, about some of the proposed laws regarding new emission standards on generators and i have not checked of late to see where those are at and what's going on and if those are going to be proposed they are official they're official now okay okay so it's an official deal and the reason we want to talk about this is there's gonna be a lot of folks i think scuttling about to buy generators because the other thing about this which i am totally against is they've even told the so first things first they're changing the emission laws on Small portable generators, not the not the big, you know, where you you install them in the home, you know, at your home. Not permanent generators, which we'll talk about as well. But any portable generator, and there's some pretty large portable generators, Joe. So this is going to affect any portable generator. They're tightening up the emission standards. The manufacturers themselves have said it's very unlikely we're going to be able to meet this in the time frame that we're supposed to. In turn, the government even said, you guys can't, which, Joe, I think is totally against the law. They've told the manufacturers you can't stockpile generators. I think that is probably against the Fair Trade Act. I doubt seriously if that would hold up in court. But even even still, even if they do ramp up some supply, it's going to run out. It is. And, and if you wait, uh, and even if they come, even if they can get the, the new models you know, they're not going to work the, the same as you know. Right. They're not going to work. And they're going to be more expensive because they're going to have yep. to have emission controls. You're going to have to have the equivalent of a catalytic converter on them. So a generator you might be able to buy for 500 bucks today is going to cost you 800 bucks. You know, yeah, I mean, you know, for those that are in the you know ag and construction world, I mean, we even know in all of our off-road machines, Joe, that when they you know end it when they raise the tier level for emissions, even on off-road vehicles, which 
have always had a different standard than what you're driving, you know, as far as your car or truck goes. I can tell you that on, on our equipment that, you know, we've purposely tried to do some things before some of those standards increase because, A, they're not as efficient. They do not work as well. And to your point, the cost just jumps up dramatically. Right. So if you're thinking about it, if you're thinking, and we'll talk about should you buy a permanent or should you buy portable, and we'll talk about what might be right for you. But if at the end of this discussion you think, yeah, you know, I probably want to have a portable, my recommendation to you is buy it now um, and don't wait till December, January, because things are going to get very, very tight and prices are going to go up. Do you, did you look up, Joe, what's the date line we're looking at? February 1. Okay, February 1st. Okay, perfect. Thank you for that. I did right. not look that up, like I said, so thank you for doing that. Yeah, but it, it wouldn't surprise me to see see him gone and off the shelf before then. Agree. I mean, if, Agree. Yeah, you, so, get, you get even, I think, Thanksgiving-ish, you know, the, the black end of things and so on. Good luck after that. Yeah, so I, if, if, if at the end of this discussion we're going to have, you think you might want to have a portable genset, my recommendation is buy it in the next 60 days. Yeah, Don't wait I agree. Anyway, I agree. So let's talk about what's the right generator for you. First of all, if you go away a lot, you know, if you take cruises, you, you, go, up to, you go up to the mountains skiing for a week, um, uh, my recommendation would be to get a permanent uh, installed generator that runs a natural gas or propane that comes with an automatic transfer switch. And for those that are not familiar with what that is, an automatic transfer switch is a smart switch. It is constantly monitoring for the power, for the presence of utility grid power. Um, uh, and if it senses that that power has gone out and remains off for 60 seconds, it's a, it can be adjusted, but typically it's 60 seconds. After 60 seconds, it will tell your generator, hey, generator, start, and it will monitor the generator, and assuming that generator has come online, is running up to speed, is producing the proper voltage, it will then throw a switch which disconnects you from the power pole and then reconnects the generator to your circuit breaker right. box. And the reason that's important that you disconnect from the pole is because otherwise you're going to be feeding your power back into the grid, which will overload the generator, and you could kill a lineman who's working on a line which is supposed to be dead. So it's, it's, whether it's portable or permanent, you always need to be disconnected from the grid when your house is running on the genset. Now, the reverse is true. While the house is running on the genset, that transfer switch is going to continue to monitor for the presence of grid power. And if that grid power comes back on and stays back on for a minute, the this, this transfer switch will tell the generator, okay, we got grid power back on, you can turn off now, and it will flip back over to the grid. Um, it also turns your generator on once a week uh, for about a 10-minute test run and also to keep the battery charged. So once a week, your transfer switch will say, hey, generator, I need you to start and run for 10 minutes. I'm not going to connect you to the house, so it's going to be a no-load test run, but I need you to... Fire you know, up. I need you to come yep. fire up, run for 10 minutes, keep all the fluids moving, uh, you know, keep the battery charged, and then shut it's off. It's basically doing like a self-test on a weekly basis is what it's doing. Self-test on a weekly basis. And if you go away, if you go away, you take cruises, you go out of town, you go skiing for a week, um, what will really hurt you, if you lose power on a really cold day in winter and you're not there for three days, you'll come home to frozen pipes, and you'll be looking at tens of thousands of dollars of damage if the pipes freeze in your house. So yep. that would be my recommendation. Yep. Um, and and if, one, for everybody listening, I want to make sure that we're very clear on this. The permanent units, like Joe just mentioned, will not 
be affected by the emission standards. Joe, I'm going to put a yet at the end of that because I think you, you and I both know that's probably coming as well. But so far, they're not affected. The emission standards we mentioned a moment ago are portable only. Portable only, right. Okay. And we're going to get to, get to those in a minute. So let me just talk about fuel source size. Uh, the preferred fuel sources, if you have natural gas in your house, natural gas. If you have propane, propane. You can do diesel, but if you can avoid diesel, don't. There's so many problems with That's diesel. That's right. You've got to change fuel out periodically and put stabilizers in it, and it would just be a pain in the rear. Yeah. Unless now, you're yeah. running through that fuel often because you're in an area where you're going to use the generator you know, on a fairly consistent basis, don't do that. Don't do diesel. Um, now, by the way, if you live on a, on a ranch like I did, and you, you're on a well, and we had livestock, one of the mm-hmm. things that convinced us to do it, is I had uh, seven horses, and we lost power for two days and didn't have water because we couldn't run the well pump. Right. Uh, we were literally, after they finally got the roads clear, we had to go into, into town and truck water back in a 100-gallon feed tank because uh, we couldn't pump water. Um, so if you're out in the country um, and you're dependent upon a well, you might want to do that. Let's talk about sizing. Um, a small home, three-bedroom home, you might get by, if you want to do a whole house, and this is a permanent generator, not portable. Right. If you want to do a whole house, you want to run your air conditioning in the summer, um, you're, any, you're going to be anywhere from, I'm going to say, 15,000 kW, maybe up to 25,000 25, 24, 25, probably. Yeah, well, I think 25, you're talking about a four-bedroom house with dual air conditioning units and whatnot. Um, it used to be everything was like a, a four-cylinder Ford engine with a water with a radiator. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, they've gone to air-cooled, right. like a lawn or like a lawnmower engine. And John, I have a 25 kW that's the size of a not too much bigger than a coffee table. Uh, right, right. Yeah, no, they're fairly small. They've they've really compacted them down. Even the yeah. generators themselves, they've gotten, as you know, you know, more efficient on those and the windings and everything, and they've even compacted those. Right, and now they're only—they're not a four-cylinder Ford engine. They're more like, again, like a two-cylinder lawnmower engine. Yeah, and, and for everybody listening, you know, that you get, you go to like, I don't know, Kawasaki, Kohler. There's all sorts of different companies that make engines for those. And Joe, to your point, in a lot of cases, they're not much different than what you're seeing on commercial, you know, landscape equipment, lawnmowers, things like that. Right. Um, so, which, again, by the way, I, work I, very well. I mean, I'm not knocking it. They, they actually work fantastic. I had mine run for, you know, we had a, we had a power outage here that went uh, almost a full day, and mine just ran night and day for, you know, 20 hours. Um, and by the way, if you're going to run, uh, you run your generator uh, for 20 hours or more, you, know, you should check the oil, at, you know, at least once a day. Uh, check the oil. Uh, maintenance on a, on a permanent generator, you know, once a year you do an oil change. A bat- you should get about three years out of a battery. There's some other things, you know, need to be lubed. And by the way, the new permanent generators are smart. They're Wi-Fi enabled. Yeah. If you're out of town uh, and your generator starts, if you're up in the mountain skiing, you'll get a notification that your that your generator is running and tell you when it came on, if it's still running. So you'll, you'll know if you've had an outage. So um, that's about all I can tell you. Oh, one more thing. Time delay. Um, if you had, like in my case, two air conditioners, well, there, there's something called inrush. When you first bring the house back online, if everything tries to start at once, the refrigerators, the lights, the television, uh, two air conditioning units, the freezer, the garage, it's, it's a huge inrush, and you need to oversize the generator. And one way to get around that is you can have time delay relays. For instance, on my two air conditioners, um, 
everything in the house starts first except for the two AC units. Oh, gotcha. And then the first AC unit has a 30-second delay, and the second AC unit has a 60-second delay. So first, everything else in the house comes on. 30 seconds later, it enables my first AC unit, and then 30 seconds after that, it enables my second AC unit. That allowed me to downsize the the generator that I had to buy uh, as opposed to handling Mm. the inrush. Same thing with a well pump. If you're on a well, you'd probably want to put a time delay in the well pump. Bring everything else in the house first, and then bring the well pump on second. Makes sense. What's any brand that you're more favorite of, or does it make any difference? You know, Generac and Kohler, Generac seems to have really, in terms of cost-effectiveness, Generac seems to really make a great product, great, you know, great reliability, consumer reports rates at high. Oh, I didn't talk about cost. For a small one, if you're down in the 15,000 kW, which is like a three-whole house but a three-bedroom house, you're probably in the seven $8,000 range installed. Mm-hmm. This is with an electrician and permits, uh, gas piping and everything else. If you're up towards the 25 kW, you're probably, John, in the twelve to $14,000 range. Uh, but that's complete. That's turnkey. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of your price range, depending on how big of a unit you need. Gotcha. Uh, all right, and you will need a permit. You will need a you will need a licensed electrician to do it. This, this is yeah, these are things that are. I mean, there's probably a few do-it-yourselfers out there that could handle this. It gets into a whole other level that most are not capable of doing. Uh, and in most cases, you know, since you're doing gas piping too, John, it's not right. just electrical. It's right. electrical plus gas piping. Right. By the way, in my case, um, my uh, utility company had to give me a bigger gas meter. Now there was no charge. They're happy to sell me more gas, but. Right. Um, they had to upsize that? They had to upsize my gas meter, and that was a no-charge upgrade from my gas company. Propane, it doesn't matter, but if you're in natural gas, you'll probably have to get a new meter. Okay. Or a bigger meter, but that won't cost. In most cases, that shouldn't cost you anything. Good to know. All right. Uh, now, if you're home a lot and you want to do a portable generators, um, you know, you're typically in the, the ones you're going to find at Home Depot are 5,000 kilowatts to 7,500. You know, those are fairly typical. You can get a 12,000, and now we're talking a really, really big thing with wheels. Um, if you're going to go with a five or 7,500, which are the most common ones you're going to buy, it's not probably not going to run everything in your house all at once. It's not going to run your AC and your refrigerator and your freezer. So this is where you have to get selective. Um, the most important thing is to keep your furnace running in the winter. Keep the lights on, keep the furnace running in the wintertime. Uh, it may not run, and here's a couple of ways to do it. If you have a 100-amp breaker panel, and again, some homes have 100, some have two, at the 100 breaker panel level, you can get a little hand lever transfer switch. It's got three positions, utility, off, generator. And you mount that on the wall out by your, you, you have an electrician mounted on the wall by your electric meter, and normally it'll be in the utility position, and that means that power from your electric meter is going through the box uh, right back to your breaker panel and everything is fine. When you lose power, uh, there's a, you also run a female 220 plug that's mounted on the wall right next to this box, and that's the plug you, you plug your generator in, 220 feet from your generator into that plug. And once your generator is, is uh, up and running, you'll pull this handle from utility down to generator position, and now you're supplying First of all, you've disconnected yourself from the grid, so you're not back feeding power out to the power pole. And now you're feeding power to your 
circuit breaker box. But before you pull that handle down, you need to go to your circuit breaker box because if you've got a 5,000 kW genset, it's probably not going to run everything in the right. house. And if you try to put a 10,000 kW load on a 5,000 kW generator, it's just going to stall out and crap out on you, or you're going to get low voltage and damage your uh, damage your motors on your refrigerator. So. Yeah, basically, uh, shut, the way I would do, Joe, shut everything off, and then you just bring back online what you know you absolutely have to have. And you should have done some math on the front side on this, by the way, to know what each circuit is pulling. And then you could you could either have a little cheat sheet or mark those accordingly and then only turn back on what you absolutely need. Right. So, that's, John, that's exactly what I do. So, if it's a, so you turn all the breakers off. You turn them, every single one off. You throw With the generator running, you throw the handle down to the generator position. Now you're feeding juice to the circuit breaker box, but every breaker is in the off position. And then you decide, okay, what do I need today? If this is, you know, if this is the summer, I don't need the furnace running. Right. So you know, the furnace doesn't come on. Do I need the refrigerator? Yes. Do I need lights? Yes. Um, if I have a small AC unit, do I want to try it? Well, you can throw that breaker um, and see if the generator will handle your, your AC unit. If it's a little three-ton, if you've got a 7,500, KW genset and it's a three-ton AC, it might run that, but you might have to turn the refrigerator off. Uh, you certainly don't want to try to run your electric dryer. Um, you know, if you've got a, refri- a freezer in the garage, it may not handle that. In the wintertime, obviously, the furnace is the first thing you want to turn back on. And then lights. So the wintertime is, is pretty easy, again, unless you're looking to do a well. And then if you're on a well, uh, most well pumps of these days are about a three-horsepower and that's going to take, you know, particularly the inrush. If you absolutely need your well, uh, with everything else off, you should try to flip the well breaker. And, and really quick, too, along those lines, make sure everybody's clear on this. When we're talking portable to do the things that Joe mentioned when, when it comes to the well pump and the AC, you've got to make sure you've got a portable generator with 240 volt coming out of it. Otherwise, you're not going to have any of that running anyways. Yeah, it's got to be a 240. You need a, uh, um, a double male plug. You've got a... Uh, because the, the outlet on the generator is a female, and the outlet I just described that's going to go into this transfer box is also female. So you have a double-ended male right. plug. It's typically only 12 feet long, so you've got to be able to get your generator close to this, to your electric meter. Uh, hopefully you can do that. Um, now, the one cheat, if you have a ranch-type house with a circuit breaker box in the garage, John, have you ever seen, seen those? With the... Circuit breaker box in the garage. Oh, yeah. In fact, a lot of the new homes today are built that way. They're either on the outside of the garage wall or on the inside of the garage. Yeah. Now, here's a cheat. If you have one of those, and particularly if it's a 200-amp breaker, uh, here's a cheaper way to do that. Um, above the um, – hang on. Um, below the – between the uh, – after the breaker box. Right. You know, going disconnect switch. Pull the handle, it's a disconnect switch. Mm-hmm. And now you've disconnected yourself from the grid. You then have the electron install a 220 dryer plug in your garage right next to that breaker box. Then when the power goes out, you pull the handle, you disconnect yourself from the grid, you plug your generator into that dryer outlet, which is now feeding right back into your box, and then you uh, you can selectively backfeed those breakers right. from that dryer plug. Um, and that's that's cheaper than putting that transfer switch on the wall outside the house. Those would be for, for folks that are a little more savvy and understand all about this. If you want things a little bit more 
automated, your first method is a better method. But I get where you're going with this. And yeah, if you're a little bit more savvy and you've got the ability to know what's going on and you can mark things correctly. Downside to what you're talking about, Joe, is if you're gone and there's anybody else now in the family having to do things, that gets a little dicier. Yeah, uh, yeah. I well, you could never... video it. I mean, you could video yourself going through that process and show that to somebody step by step as well. So it it still could be done, but it's not as easy as your first method. No, and I, I, I had uh, I'm going back 20 years. At one time, John, I had a disconnect switch that had a flag handle on it. Yeah. Um, and that flag handle would cover that female outlet. Um, so until you raised it and disconnected or uh, pulled it down. You couldn't act and disconnect it from the grid. You couldn't even see the outlet. Now, I, I looked for one the other day online. It, I didn't look that hard. But that's kind of an idiot-proof thing. If you can get a disconnect switch with a flag handle uh, that can cover that female outlet so it's not accessible until you've disconnected from the grid, that, that works well if you can uh, right. find one of those flag handle disconnect switches. And for um, some of the folks that are listening to you're thinking, okay, what are we looking at? I don't know we've got to take a break, but before we do that really quick, some of you are thinking, okay, what are the costs of some of these portable types that we're talking about? I just really quick, Joe, went and looked up a 11,500-watt start, 9,200 continuous run, 10-hour capacity. You run it off gasoline. It's a Champion, which there's nothing wrong with their brand, by the way. It's a solid brand. Uh, you can buy that at Home Depot for about 950 bucks. Yep. So you know, down at the five thousand, you're at five hundred bucks. There, you're at nine hundred. But yep. to that, John, you've got to add at least five hundred bucks of electrical work for the other stuff we have to do. That's correct. Right. That's correct. So, but that that'd be a great one. That that will probably, by the way, that generator you described would probably handle AC. The AC in most three most people's bedrooms. homes that you know, even on a larger home where you just scale back, you could get by with that. Right. Yeah. You, you might have to turn your refrigerator off for a couple of your freezer off for a couple of hours, but you could probably get by with that and mm-hmm. it would undoubtedly. So, you know, the difference between if it was me and I was going to do portable, but uh, different be for an extra couple of hundred bucks, why not do the, the 11,000 KW? Right. And that way you don't have to be selectively. Very true. Things. Very true. And, and again, the, these things have come down a lot in price. I mean, you can get really fancy and have like a 13,000, 10, 5 running dual fuel. You know, you can spend twice that money. But again, Joe, you just have to kind of shop around and see what you think is best. And the other thing I should mention, too, is some of you have, you know, good connections with electricians. Maybe you've used an electrician before. This is right up these guys' alley. They pretty much know even you, your home, what some of your needs would be and so on. And they're more than willing to help you with this stuff, Joe. That's what they do on a daily basis. Right. And by the way, and one caution, if you're going to do the garage thing, you do not run your genset in the garage. No. Nope. Run it outside. That's right. Uh, That's right. So you run the cable, you know, the 12-foot cable into that breaker panel, but you do not run your generator inside the garage. That's correct. That's correct. All right. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. There's more to talk about on this as well. If you got a question, by the way, for us, send me a text message. We'll get that handled here in a moment. 307 200 Don't forget, by the way, Stack Optical, anything you need when it comes to your eyewear, your exam itself, if there's something specific you need done, Alan is your, is your guy, and he can take care of all of your needs when it comes to eyewear and even some of these specialty things that we get into and talk about as well. Give Alan a call today, Stack Optical, 303-321-1578. Many of you are seeing your credit card rate around 18 to 21%. With the Fed's continuing to raise rates, it's getting harder to stretch that dollar. Take AIM, 
affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. If you currently have a low rate on your mortgage, but the other debts are not giving you any breathing room, consider refinancing and getting a blended rate in the fours. Now is the time. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Get that blended rate in the fours and lower your total monthly payment, six, seven, eight hundred a month. We can show you how to lower your monthly debt and keep more of your money, all with a low blended rate. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and serving Colorado since 2001. Let us show you how to own your home faster and pay less interest. Our experience will save you money. 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. That's 720-895-0500. Start saving six, seven, eight hundred a month now and breathe again. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DOOR, equal credit lender. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. Summer hailstorms have returned with a bang, leaving roofs across the front range in need of repair or replacement. You need to know what options will be best for your home. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners maintain their roofs through hail or shine. We work with any insurance company to get your damaged roof the replacement it needs. However, if you are looking to get more life out of your current roof, we also offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. If you think your roof has been a victim of hail, contact us to set up your free inspection and receive an honest evaluation about the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916 or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep a durable roof over your head. 
Are you looking for a healthcare provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. All right, we are back. Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today, by the way. I appreciate it. Larry Unger with me, as well as Charlie Grimes, of course, and Jersey Joe calling in, talking generators today. Joe, I did get a text message from a, and I know this I know this uh, texter who's pretty large in this particular space we're talking about and did this for a while, and talked about how if you've got a fairly large house and you think you may be running the generator for any length of time, some of the... Uh, some of the uh, liquid-cooled units would actually function better and be a little quieter. That's for some of you that maybe are on the far outskirts of town, and if you feel like you're going to be in an extended period of time, there's a thought for you. He also said, which I did not know, is that in some cases, depending upon the engine on the generator itself, it may need periodic valve adjustment. So check that prior to purchase. Again, you know, depending upon how long you're going to be running the generator and so on. Yeah, and he's right. And, John, the one I had down in Larkspur uh, on my horse ranch down there, it was a water-cooled, it was a Kohler water-cooled, it was a four-cylinder Ford engine. It was running on propane, but, yeah, it was just like maintaining a car engine. Yep. Um, and, but, now, but, by the way, big. It, it, it's more expensive. Um, you're probably talking, instead of uh, 12 grand, you might be talking 15 grand. And instead of being the size of a coffee table, it's going to be... Two coffee tables, two, right. you know, two, right. two coffee tables stacked on top of each other. They are big, but now they're quite. They have a full. They have a muffler, just like a car. So yes, my air cooled that I have now is loud. The water colds have a muffler. It's a muffled car engine, so it's just right. like your car idling in the driveway. Right. So he's absolutely correct. Um, want to talk about batteries for a minute? Uh, yeah, go right on ahead. The, on the on the sm- on the really low end small gensets, they're pull cord only. Um, True. And I think. Some of the bigger yeah, ones will run off of a battery electric start, which again, for and this and this texture also brought up something great. You know, keep in mind this is something for all of you to think about when it comes to the other family members that may have to do this when you're not around. This is like Joe changing the tire on the side of a road in a blizzard. Would you want your wife or your kids doing that at that time? Because that's essentially when the power's out. Typically, what's going on? There's been some sort of a storm or event. And, you know, they're going to already be nervous as it is. You know, do you want them going through all of these processes or do you want to automate that for them as much as you as much as possible? And again, that comes down to each family individually. and You need to have those conversations. Right. And so if you're going to buy one, and particularly if you think you might have to have your wife or somebody start it when you're not there. Number one, buy one with a battery. And yeah, that's right. Those, 
they all come with John a trickle charger. It plugs into a 110 volt outlet, and it's got a little plug, almost like you you know charge your phone with. Mm-hmm. And it's a trickle charger, and you keep the thing plugged in. Now, we would run. We had a on my. I got a po- email calendar. I had a pop up. You know, uh, every 60 days, run the generator. Um, and sometimes I would have my my wife come down and do it. I'd make her start the generator. And we'd and we'd do a dry run mimic. Okay, all right. Now it started. Now and I had laminated a set of, you know, how to how right. to start it, how, how, how to plug yeah. it in. It was and it was laminated. It was right there with the generator. Uh, but I would actually make her do the, you know, start the gen set up. Now, just like a lawnmower, you got to change oil. The battery, even though it's on a trickle charger, yep, it's a motorcycle battery. Yeah, maybe every three four years you're going to need a new. That's battery. right. Uh, but if you're not if you're not test running it every sixty days, you're gonna have a problem. And remember that fuel's gonna go stale. We never kept ours topped off, John. We would only keep a gallon of gas in it. When we would test run it, we would test run it for about half an hour, and then we'd add we'd add back some fresh uh, fresh fuel. We had a little dipstick to, to know how how. And then we said, okay, if we ever have to run this for more than an hour. We're going to add. We're going to add gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, in fact, if the power goes out and you don't know how long it's going to run, I would say add gasoline. But we didn't want five gallons of gas going stale. So mm-hmm. you know, it was stabilized fuel. But again, I recommend you don't keep five gallons of gas because even with fuels, I don't know what your opinion is, John. Five gallons of gas, even with stabilizer, how long is that gas? If take? you put the BG supercharged, we talk about on Drive Radio, and you can get a year out of that pretty easily, no problem. But again, if you're not having any extended power outages. You, that five gallons may last you two years. That's true. So you'd need to make sure you're rotating, you know, put that back in the car, put some new in. And, you know, there's ways to rotate your gas out, and I would be keeping tabs on that. And, and frankly, a, you know, a Sharpie on the can is really easy to know how old it is. It's not that hard to figure that out. Right. So, you know, we would... Uh, and, and, and really quick, that goes back to some drive radio comments I've had in the past. The the better the jug, you know, the, and I like the, the, they call them the VP, the big plastic square or round five-gallon jugs where they are 100% sealed up, air is not getting in, you will have a much better lifespan of your fuel doing that than you will of some cheesy can you got kicking around that may have the spout, you know, not yep. even fully sealed. Right. And, Jen, I, I never keep gas even in my, you know, because I use my gas on purpose. I use it in my lawnmower. I, you know, I use it in my, you mm-hmm. know, uh, uh, brain fart here i'm using you know some i'm filling my weed whack and my everything yeah. uh, anything, anything you got portable you're using that right so you know i probably go through a five gallon can of gas every every two months so i don't have year old gas in my can right but if you but if you put five gallons of gas in your genset and that genset only runs two and a half hours all year um you're gonna have old gas and yep. you're gonna have to siphon it out you know it's a pain in the butt i mean you can do it you can siphon that gas out but it's right. a pain so I, my preference was to only keep about one gallon of gas in the, in the generator, test run it every 60 days, replenishing that, that gas with fresh gas. And then if we, in fact, had an outage, yeah, then we would top it off. There you go. Uh, so that's how we would do it. Yeah. And again, uh, but, test, if, it, but if you just have a generator, you leave it in the garage for a year and a half, and you need it someday, don't be surprised if it doesn't start. Right. So Charlie, can you grab that other line really quick, see what they need? Keep going, Joe. We're good. Um, I think that's about all. Let me just look at my list of stuff to talk about here, John. Uh, I, I think, again, the biggest thing, and this is the other thing where I think it gets a little bit confusing for people, Joe, is you know how much generator do I need and how do I tell that? And this is one of those to where you either need 
an electrician that will come out and even test some of your circuits in the draw on them, which they can do. They can isolate that out. There's meters. I've got the same meter that I've, I use for that exact purpose, Joe, where you can even check each circuit and know, okay, here's how much I'm going to be you know, drawing. If I, want to ha- if I want to run all of these circuits, here's the power outage I'm going to need. And it's good to know that because – you know, the last thing you want is to be in some sort of an emergency like this. And I'm a guy where I'd rather overkill it than underkill it. So if you think you need, you know, 7,000, you know, 7,000, you know, KW generator, then you know what? Go buy a 10. Yeah. Uh, and again, you, you just talked on the portable. The difference between a 7 and, and a 10 is not that much. Bucks. Now, uh, I'll tell you this, John. Uh, in, in Colorado, I had a uh, 6,000 square foot home, dual air conditioning, and a well pump. My 25 kW Kohler, with the time delay relays, could handle that entire house plus the well pump. There you go. Nice. So I, I, I would find it hard to believe that any of your listeners would need more than a 25 kW permanent gen set. Most could probably get by with a 20 or a 22. And in your case, were you? Did you have you know hot water heat running a boiler? Were you running furnace? Because a lot of that also can, you know comes into all of this, depending upon how you're set up internally in the house as well. You know, do you have a gas stove? Do you have an electric stove? Do you have a gas dryer, an electric dryer, all those sorts of things. That, that's a great point. Now, John, we had an electric dryer, but we knew better. We didn't turn the electric there you go. dryer on. Okay. Um, we had a gas stove and gas heat. Okay. Um, uh, uh, but again, I was running dual. Dual. I had a four ton and a five ton AC unit, and a, and a well, a three horsepower well pump. Didn't run all that. It's going to run most of any most of what anybody else out there listening has going on. Right. Unless you're running, unless you've got electric baseboard. If you've got electric baseboard, that's a different story. You know, that's a completely different that's right. story, and you have to get it professionally sized. That's right. But if you're on gas heat, um, just don't run your electric. Dry. So again, John, dual AC units and a 700 foot well pump. 25kW and never even nice never even strained to handle nice. that house. Good job. Joe, appreciate this very much. This is very very important, great info for everybody listening and thank you by the way. Appreciate it very You're much. Quite welcome, John. Happy to help. You're very Bye. welcome. And and again, thanks Joe for that. And again, we're talking a lot about this because of the changes coming February the 2nd. So it'll be sooner than that when you start seeing some of this really start to take play and the more people start becoming aware of this, the more shortages of these I believe you're going to see. So my thought process is do this sooner than later. Jeff in Montana, hang tight. We'll come right back and talk to you in a moment. This is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. Summer hailstorms have returned with a bang, leaving roofs across the front range in need of repair or replacement. You need to know what options will be best for your home. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners maintain their roofs through hail or shine. 
We work with any insurance company to get your damaged roof the replacement it needs. However, if you are looking to get more life out of your current roof, we also offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. If you think your roof has been a victim of hail, contact us to set up your free inspection and receive an honest evaluation about the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to roofsaversco.com to keep a durable roof over your head. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Many of you are seeing your credit card rate around 18 to 21%. With the Feds continuing to raise rates, it's getting harder to stretch that dollar. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. If you currently have a low rate on your mortgage, but the other debts are not giving you any breathing room, consider refinancing and getting a blended rate in the fours. Now is the time. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Get that blended rate in the fours and lower your total monthly payment, six, seven, eight hundred a month. We can show you how to lower your monthly debt and keep more of your money, all with a low blended rate. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and serving Coloradans since 2001. Let us show you how to own your home faster and pay less interest. Our experience will save you money. 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. That's 720-895-0500. Start saving six, seven, eight hundred a month now and breathe again. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DOOR, equal credit lender. Premier Home Remodels will customize your home so you can remain in it and grow comfortably for years to come. With their creative expert team, Premier can design the features needed or add the extra space to your home, making it more suitable for your family and safe for you to age in place. They're experienced in retrofitting homes, meeting all your needs now while ensuring you are prepared for the future. Premier Home Remodels will help you design the right changes to accommodate your entire family. And with Premier's years of construction and design experience, they know how to make the aging in place transition just the way you want it. They want you to have a home you'll be excited to live in. Let Premier help you today. Receive 10% off your remodel this month with Premier. Go to klzradio.com remodel and let Premier turn your home into the ideal home for you now and in the future. 
Are you looking for a health care provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. All right, we are back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Larry, and Charlie, and a couple people call, uh, tuned in late, wanted to know why are we, you know, what, what's going on? What's this new law and so on and so forth? Just a quick recap. The EPA has set new standards that will take effect February the 2nd for all portable generators raising the, or, you know, raising the requirements for what they need to do emissions-wise. In other words, they want to lower the emissions coming out of portable generators, so there's a new law taking effect. A lot of the manufacturers have, have said flat out, not enough time. We're not going to be able to get this stuff done. When, once we do, it's going to raise the price. They're technically not allowed to stock up on generators on the front side of this, which I think is totally against the law. So I'm not sure how that would stand up and whether anybody will fight that or not. But regardless, February 2nd is when the new law takes effect. And my anticipation is you're going to see a run on Portable generators in general, once more and more people find out what's gone on here and what's happening, you're going to see a run on these and probably some increases in price because it's a supply and demand issue. So if you've got the ability to buy one right now on sale or you know get a pretty decent price on it, even, even one of the small portable ones you just carry around or if you thought, hey, if nothing else, I can plug my fridge in, at least keep my food, you know. Right. The food cooler, or whatever the case, you know, run just a few things around the house by just plugging some extension cords in. I mean, anything would be a help in that particular situation, and you'll be able to buy some of those right now for a decent price. I think that's going to change as time goes by. And I also find it quite ironic that they're making this effective in the dead of winter. Of course. So, so let that sink in as well. This rule is going in, this new law is going in February the 2nd. That is literally dead of winter for the United States of America. So uh, bad decision, bad policy, but it is what it is. Jeff in Western Montana, what's up? Hey, Professor Rush. Thank you for having a visiting professor on. Uh, with Very welcome. Joe. Joe's much smarter than I, as you know. I don't know. He, he, he may be smarter than you, but you're smart enough to know that put him on so that makes you smarter than him, right? <laughs> I, know, I think joe's forgot more than i've ever known so anyways I, I appreciate him greatly he's very wise yeah and uh just a couple of thoughts. as are you Thanks jeff as are you no 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 uh, uh i want to foot stomp the uh propane and natural gas idea when i researched it that's what i came up with and sure one of the things he didn't mention is that with gasoline or diesel um if you don't have an ample supply on hand for an extended period, you're not going to be able to get it. Very true. The pumps at the stations are up. My, That's my right. My family in, in Ohio ran into that. They had a gas generator, but 
was something like two gallons on hand. I said, well, we'll go get some more. Wait a minute. How are we going to do that? Right. And it became a real mess. Great point. We figured it out. Great point. Yes, you're, and, you are and spot kind of, on. Kind of to that, and kind of to that, uh, even if you have natural gas, you might want to have a propane backup because natural gas will flow for a while, but if there's a problem pumping it and keeping the supply lines pressurized, yeah, this kind of is a ready radio topic, which we've kind of gotten into in the past, Jeff. But for those of you listening now on Fix It Radio, Jeff, you are correct. If there is a a you know regional wide power outage, uh, yeah, natural gas has to be pumped. Uh, you know, and they inject uh, you know the the smelly stuff into it. You know, to make it smell, which means they're injecting that as well. Bottom line, Jeff, once the power is out, it's not flowing any longer. Yep, or earthquakes or things like that. That's right. Disrupted too. So, you know, I, I like your idea so, where even if you had a 100-pound, you know, propane bottle kicking around where you knew if you had to wheel that thing out and attach it, you know, you could easily have a, a quick connect where if you needed to do that, you could. Not a bad idea at all. No, and uh, one more thing is that uh, even if you have gas heat and gas, uh, natural gas stove, um, you have an electric panel on that that needs power in order That's right. to work. That's right. Good point. Yeah, my point on that was it's just not drawing the same as if you had an electric cooktop or, you know, those sorts of things. And, you know, one of the bigger – I've talked about this in the past on, on Rush to Reason. One of your biggest power draws, by the way, is the microwave itself. Everybody has these misconceptions that it's all these other devices in the house. Believe it or not, your microwave is one of your biggest power suckers of anything you've got. Yeah, it's probably about the equivalent of a uh, hairdryer. It's they're they're pretty yeah they're they're sucking a lot of juice. You'd be shocked. You know, on top of thinking about that, if you want to get propane, you buy propane for your charcoal grill. Right. Have a couple of tanks. Oh, you, no, yeah, you like I say, you can fill up to a hundred pound bottle pretty easily. Uh, there's the ability to buy those. A lot of construction sites use a hundred pound bottle, so they're easy to buy. You don't need to go out and get a full. You know, 500-gallon tank and, no, you know, set no. that on the ground and go through all that process, Jeff. But to, to have, you know, to have that extra supply around and, and have a dual generator where you could supply it with propane if needed is a great idea, especially for that kind of preparedness end of things, definitely. Right. And on our house, we have three external propane ports, so I can plug a generator in outside. I don't have to worry about how am I going to get propane to it. Those are for grills and things, but uh, they work just fine for the generator as well. Um, and then one funny story real quick. Uh, I used to work in Colorado Springs on a program, Trigger Early Warning, where the U.S. provides uh, missile warning, early warning data to uh, partner nations. Okay. And, the, and one of the places that, that got sent out of was at Colorado Springs, and we had a generator with an uninterruptible power source there. Uh, and we would test it once a month, and it was uh, – Everything was down pat until one day we actually did lose power to the building. Um, and it wasn't the, the base, it was the transfer switch got screwed up. And we had to be on generator power because all the power to our system ran to the transfer switch. Well, the, the, the uh, delay, even then, supply chain, was a week to get the power, the, the new component. And even though we had run it every month, what happened, we had never run it for anything over an hour. And so nobody knew how to refuel the diesel while the generator was running. So that wow. became a real cluster with the, uh, 
local civil engineers, how do you get enough diesel fuel close enough to it to safely refuel it while it's running? Because it could be a flammable source, you know? Um, yeah, great point. So, so there's all sorts of things you never think about until you have to think about them. Uh, yeah, we, we had not, we had backup power and, uh, but we only had it for a short period of time unless we knew how to refuel. And, uh, and that was, and that, that was the, at, that was, who were you working for again at that time? I was, I was part of the U.S. I was a defense contractor. For <laughs> no, I'm glad you said that. It was, it was actually the government we're talking about, right? No. Government <laughs> knows that. Come on, they think of everything. Oh, I mean that—that that is like ironic all in of itself. That's hilarious, Jeff. Yeah, it was—it uh, was really interesting. And the thing that caused the power, the transfer switch to go out, was a weed. It was growing up inside the box. Nobody oh, saw it. Really? Um, so yeah, so the weed grew up, caused the transfer switch to fail, and caused a cascade of events. And it, so you know, partner nations—I'm not going to name them—but they—they are. Some you know pretty well known names that we would even recognize today, yeah. or recognize well today, um, but they could have lost their early warning data simply because of a weed growing in wow. Something that's <laughs> I mean that's like what you see in movies. Something that small can have that big of an effect. Yep, that's yep. unreal. So, I, again, I appreciate Jersey, Jersey Joe's. I think I'm going to do that. Uh, Transfer switch, external transfer switch. I you know, I was just going to say, I mean, I think for a lot of people, even if you've got a decent-sized generator kicking around and you can have that installed without having to go out and spend, you know, ten grand on a, on a full-bore, you know, generator install on the whole nine yards, I mean, for just a simple, I've got this, if there was ever a big emergency, I'm able to at least get this much done. Uh, you know what, Jeff, I think that's almost a have-to for everyone, I'm, I, you know, myself included, so I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I was gonna. Uh, I had to plan to run extension cords all over, and which ones I need. And I even rewired the ends of the. Uh, pl- I put a plug on my boiler so I could unplug it from the normal power and then plug it into an extension cord. But that transfer switch, that, that external switch, that you just pull down and and then yep. uh, connect to. That just makes it. You know, uh, that one, makes it so easy. Yeah, one thought. He. I don't think he addressed this. Is that that. That cable then is going to have two male connectors. That's right, that is correct. Because, and that and that means your power from your generators when you can shock yourself if you're not very very careful. You you would, you would want to have everything all plugged in first, then fire up the generator, then turn on some of your devices is what I would do. Right. Yep, that'd be the way to do that. No, that's a great point though. You're, you're spot on. Thanks a lot, guys. You bet. Jeff, thank you very much. Got another call coming in. I'll see if we can't squeeze this one in. Uh, Charlie will get this screened up really quick and see if we can't get this in. we got a couple of minutes left. And, yes, this is all because of a new law taking effect on February the 2nd for portable generators only. I need to specify that. Portable generators only. Um, There's new emissions going in. On those, so I just want to make sure I'm clear on that. This is only portable, not whole home, you know, standby generators. Dan, you're next. Hey, John. Good morning. Good morning, sir. You guys are great. Thank you. Uh, you bet. I'm a general contractor, and I don't know about generators as far as uh, switching from uh, natural gas to propane, but what, with stoves and and uh, Furnaces, you have to re them. Yes. Propane. Yes, uh, you are. I have to look up on the 
natural gas to propane because they're about they're very similar in regards to their efficiency versus gas. Now, I do know for sure if you're going natural gas and or propane and that's different from gas, then yes, you're going to have to do something different. I I need to double check on the propane to natural gas switch, Dan, because you may very well be correct on that as well. I got to do some investigative work on that. Yeah, they may have something on generators. Uh, I know with uh, with uh, some of them have switches where you just tell it what source it's using, and I think that's kind of an internal adjustment they're already making. But again, I need to do some investigative work on that to find out. I gotcha. Yeah, I've got three generators on. Used from time to time in my in my work, but uh, uh, and also for my uh, RV for my travel trailer. You know, and I you just you just mentioned something there as well, Dan. Those of you that are RVers or campers, and you're thinking about having a portable generator for those sorts of things, you know, same deal applies to you guys. If you're thinking about getting one, I would do it now because the prices are definitely going to increase, as you can imagine, Dan. Same with you. If you if you yeah, need an extra one, even I was just texting my boys this morning saying, "Hey, this thing's in effect. If we need anything as a company, you know, even if it sits in the box for a year and just collects dust, I don't care. I'm still buying it cheaper now than I will a year from now." I couldn't agree more. I I bought mine Kay uh, Cummins gas motor uh, for a little over a thousand dollars from uh, Standby in Colorado Springs. Okay. And uh, it's been great. It's also, uh, I can't take it, it's, uh, it runs on quite a bit less fuel than your standard uh, generator you're going to buy at uh, Home Depot. Uh, I can't think of the okay. name of it, but it's all, it has clean sign power, same kind of power that you'd have in your home, so you can charge your cell phone or your computer or whatever right off. In fact, it has the USB ports and everything. Nice. Nice. Good to know. So I, Dan, I, I appreciate yeah. that. We're running out of time. Thank you, by the way, as always. And thanks, everybody, for you know calling in, chiming in. I have tons of text messages. In fact, I'll do my best to answer those here in just a minute or two. If you're listening on Tuesday, thank you so much for listening to our replay hour as well. You can find more at fixitradio.com. And again, this is Fixit Radio, KLZ 560. and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.